The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Scumbags! Rage! Sports Rage with Gabe Morency. Rage all you want. All right, so we donated to the um, the Sick Kid Foundation of the Vancouver Canucks. Uh, we encourage you to do the same if you can afford to. If you got a couple of bucks, and think of it this way, it'll bring you good um, good luck, right? It'll bring you good luck. You give a little bit back to the community, and. Um, <laughs> And uh, and think, you know, I saw a great episode. It's an awesome episode. There's so many one-liners. We got to get some clips from it. Like, man, I forget the name of it. I could figure it out. Though. I could find it. Um, it's an episode. It's, uh, it's Alfred Hitchcock. It's Alfred Hitchcock. It's not the Twilight Zone. It's Alfred Hitchcock. And um, it's a church. So there's a dude. There's like a, like a, there's a church. And uh, it's, I think it's in, you know, there's, there's a church and, um, <laughs> and there's like rain. There's like their roof is no good and there's leaky roof and stuff and they have no money. So basically the opening scene is the pastor's talking and rain's falling on everyone's heads and it's a decrepit building and stuff. And like the carpenter, the, the guy, the roofer tells him, listen, I'm sorry, father, but it's going to cost like 1500 bucks. And you remember, this is actually in the, um, this is like it was made in the fifties type thing to show. So it's a lot of money. And some guy in the church has never been there before starts donating a lot of money. Right? Like he keeps everyone's poor in the neighborhood, but some guy that looks all beaten down keeps on like putting twenties and stuff in the in, in the pew at the end. And he's dropping money. And they ask him, they're like, oh, where are you from? You haven't been to this church before. And he goes, oh, you know, he goes, you know, I was walking down the street the other day and I saw your door was open and I came in. And uh, he goes, I saw you talking about saying a prayer and stuff. And he goes, I got to tell you, he goes, this prayer stuff is the biggest, greatest racket ever. He goes, since I've come to your church, I win at the racetrack every day. And... Um, <laughs> and and the, the, the priest's like, What? He goes, that's not what I, that's not the, the essence of what you should be praying for. And Buddy's like, well, you know, and like keeps winning, but the, the priest is torn 
because the guy's like fixing the roof and stuff, right? So the the the, the priest the priest tells the guy he gets it. It's like there's all these little like gambling twist in it and stuff, and like Buddy tells the priest he's got a lock, and the priest wants to bet it, but then he feels bad. And he goes to see, like, the bigger priest guy, and the bigger priest guy says, you need to pray that the horse loses. And then he costs the gambler all his money because he, like, like, it was really, like, one of these, like, oh, no, like, no, you didn't. And it was so well acted. There are so many good lines, but they're sitting in the in the office in the church, and they're talking to each other, and Buddy, like, picks up the phone in front of the priest and tries to call in a horse bat. It's too good. Say your prayers, eat your vitamins. The late night anger man's request. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabriel Morancy. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people of us, and everybody else in between. We're throwing it down. It's level three. We're still on a high here right now. We're like Kramer after he won the Tony Award. Hey, you can't bring me down, Jerry. <laughs> I saw the sunrise at Liza's. Manelli's? No. Um, <laughs> he never said Manelli. Yeah, I'm I'm on I'm on a buzz, baby. We're we're on a bus. What a game. What a game. I feel bad for Mike Trout. I feel bad for Mookie Betts. I feel bad for all the American players that sacrificed their time, put themselves out there for free, weren't making money. And uh, you know, like I said, I think the American pitchers, the superstar pitchers that didn't pitch and hang their head in shame. Yeah, I don't know what difference it would have made. Because all oh, they didn't have their pitchers. So whatever. It was one game. So what one American pitcher was gonna make the difference tonight? It was a 3-2 game. So it wasn't like your pitching, the American pitching, cost them. They gave up three runs. So, like, what? Was Justin Verlander going to pitch a shutout? Same guy that gives up, like, four home runs in the first inning of the All-Star World Series game? And You know what I mean? Come on. Like, who, what, what's the guy? Like, there's no excuse. There is none. This isn't like a, a whole season. The Americans made it to the final with the pitching that they had. They played a championship game, and their pitching staff gave up three runs. Like, what would, have, what would have saved them? What would have been different? It was one game. Right? Like, they, they were going to get there no matter who. Like, so, I don't, they, they, there's no argument. There's no basis for argument on that. Not to mention, too, imagine if this was in Tokyo. Imagine if this was in Japan. Imagine, like, you know what I mean? Like, dude, like, it wouldn't have been so close, I don't think. It would have been, like, serious. So, the next WBC is in um, in 2026. That's when the World Cup is, too, of soccer. So, in other words, I hope uh, we're still doing the show and we're alive and kicking and, like, hey, it's all God's will. Right? So, whatever's going to gonna happen. That's all I'm going to say. I'm not going to do like to do to Penn State. What the hell is that guy thinking? That guy's going to talking about having a target on your back. <laughs> talking, about, talking about having a target uh, on your back. So, Steve Merrill is going to step up and then. And poor Steve Merrill. We love Steve Merrill, but Steve Merrill is one of those dudes, one of these dudes. He didn't, I don't think he watched the WBC and stuff. Like, but we're like religious tonight. We forgive you for your sins, Mr. Merrill. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. 
jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio, and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Late Night Anger Matchbook Class continues. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabriel Morancy. Absolutely freaking lit uh, tonight. Let's do this thing. It's a Twisted Tuesday. So, man, nothing's going to beat this World Baseball Classic. It was one of the most iconic and epic sports tournaments ever. We can rank it and all this, but it was just totally amazing. And it's kind of a flat spot now and a letdown after just the electricity of international play. But... The NCAA tournament will no doubt bring some chaos, and we're back at it on Thursday. Steve Merrill steps up and in. ProSportsInfo.com, WagerTalk.com. How you doing tonight, Steve? Yeah, it's a shame, Gabe, they couldn't have done the baseball like in the middle of the season, right? Taking like a month off from NLB, because then I, I could have really gotten into it. I mean, it did kind of get lost, at least for me, with, you know, college basketball, to be honest. I can't, I can't dispute the timing isn't ideal. I did say the same thing. It's been discussed. I brought it up that, you know, you do it after the season. Right. And people are in baseball mode. And if you're a fan of a team that's been eliminated, you still want to watch some baseball or, you know, what I mean, and it, you know, that's what they do in hockey. Actually, Steve, they have the world championships and, and it, they start, but you have guys on the team, but there's guys, if like you're a good player and your team gets eliminated, Steve, like in the first or second round of the playoffs in the NHL playoffs, you go overseas, you'll go to Europe and play in the world championships after. Right. Because you still want to play more or it's ideal, Steve. Imagine you're on a bad you're a good player, but you're on a bad team. Right. But you don't you don't go to the playoffs, but you want to play some competitive hockey. Right. You want to play for a championship, a world championship. I, I get it. But the thing is, Steve, it's hard to argue that they should do anything different when it's been as successful as it's been. Bro, they've sold like one point five million tickets, Steve, for this tournament. Like there's like hundreds of millions of people have watched this thing. It's a massive success. So for, you know. I think of it sort of like F1, Steve, right? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's a niche thing in America, but there's still 320 million people to watch a race every week. Right? So sort of like this with the WBC. It's like, yeah, it's doing fine without everybody in America watching it. Yeah, I mean, obviously with baseball and spring training, it works really well in that regard. I was disappointed that more of the big name pitchers, at least from the American side. I mean, when you got Merrill Kelly starting the biggest baseball game in history, it doesn't sound right to me. You know, there's so many guys that are better than him. Um, that was one of the well, reasons. They had I didn't Michaelis, get into they had Wainwright, but the starting Lance Lynn, the starting pitching definitely was an issue. But that's on America, right? That's on those guys. You know, Verlander's busy with his hot wife, right? Garrett Cole cares about his money and his Yankees flag only. Like you, know what I mean, you go down the list, dude. I mean, Steve, look, Shohei Otani, bro, is the biggest free agent in sports history right now. He's a free agent. He's gonna be a free agent. 
He's literally going to be the first $500 million man. He had $500 million, 500 million reasons to say, I can't pitch. I can't do this. He played, right? I mean, uh, Alcantara, Steve, won the freaking Cy Young Award last year. He played. Right. Right? You know what I mean? So the American guys just don't have the same passion for their country as these other players do. Let's just call it up for what it is. Well, no, there's no question about it. I mean, there's not as much nationalism either with the Americans. There maybe was 30 years ago, you know, when we were growing up, you know, obviously the Olympics yeah. in the 80s and stuff. I mean, Carl Lewis and stuff. I was a nine, 10 year old kid. I remember they had the Soviet Union. Those were um, big days, though, and fun days, man. Remember, like, you know, it was Daily Canada versus Michael Johnson. They had the race. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? It was cool. Like, yeah, I mean, and that's why and you look at what Usain Bolt did, obviously, for Jamaica. I mean, but that's also why I couldn't really get into it is because. The Americans aren't taking it seriously, and I think it's kind of disgraceful. I respect but that's, the fact that's not the right that's not the right way of saying they didn't take it seriously. The pitchers didn't. American pitchers didn't. Well, yeah, I know. But when I look at baseball, it's you know pitching first. It's so important with baseball that it's kind of like half there if you don't have your pitchers, in my opinion. Um, and also yeah, by the way, it didn't matter. Like I said, a lot of listen, Steve. Like a lot of people, like just you know, it's a, if you have passion for the sport or passion for international play and stuff, right? This is it doesn't get any better than this, right? Some people like Major League Baseball, but like they like their their own team only, right? They live in their own little bubble. Like this, this is as good as it gets. It's like saying, well, the World Cup isn't, you know, you know, it's like, no, the World Cup is it's like it's the best of the best. Like I said, there's Mike Trout's like arguably the best player to ever play baseball, right? They say he is. Otani, they, they say he's like the greatest player, like he's a two-way player. They said they were literally the best players in the world here, besides pitchers that were American didn't want to show up because they care more about money. Let's just call it off what it is. That's all it was. Yeah, but my point, though, is pitching is the most important part of baseball, and you didn't have some of the best pitchers. So that's the only reason I felt it was it could have been even better. But it was a huge success. And yeah, but imagine... if a team, Steve, has – like what other team in this tournament had as many Major League Baseball MVPs as the USA did? So it's like saying in football, it's like, yeah, well, you know what I mean? Like they were freaking loaded, bro. Like they were stacked, right? And they made it to the final, and they nearly won the final. Yeah, to be honest, I mean, if they'd had all those pitchers, it maybe wouldn't even have been close. I don't know. I didn't follow it close enough, but these other teams are stacked enough now as well. I think it could have been a really good tournament, so I would have so liked to see some way. of those Cy Young guys in the lineup. Let me ask you, let me put it in this term. Did LeBron, LeBron James didn't play in the last Olympics two years ago in the summer games. A couple other guys didn't either. Did it mean it was meaningless because LeBron James didn't play? No. Right? Kevin Durant played. He won for them. He carried them. <laughs> like Devin Booker played. And he won for them. You know, it used to be that there would be like, there's no way in hell I'm not going to be there. You know what I mean? It would be like, no, what are, what are you talking No, of course, I want to be there. But we live in a selfish era now, man, where people, right, there's not that same passion. But I find it, I find, the only thing, Steve, I find strange about this is because all Americans and, and media, et cetera, all they'll ever talk about is USA, number one, USA, and like the most patriot stuff. But then when it comes to a lot of this international stuff, they dismiss it after. So it's kind of hypocritical. You know what I mean? Well, I think there's less patriotism than my lifespan, probably. So that's why I don't think it's surprising. I mean, once again, it's not what it was, like I said, in the 80s. You know, when you had the Soviet Union and the U.S., right? It was like a huge, it was like Rocky and USSR, right? It's just, I don't feel like we have that anymore. So I think that's another reason. It's just, it's easy for these guys to dismiss it. And by the way, the Dream Team is a good analogy, because that's one of the first things I was thinking of as well. You know, we've seen over the years less guys go to that, and we've seen them lose some games, and we've seen the other international teams catch up and get more competitive. And I think we're seeing that in baseball as well. I think what it was, it, and it's money. It's like load management, Steve, in the NBA. You know what I mean? Sure. I'm like, I'm like players want to sit out, right? They get told, listen, we're paying you 
You know, $280 million, we have sports science doctors that feel as though it'll be ideal if you played, you know, this this calendar, right? There's a method to it. I don't agree with a method. I think it's stupid. Like another, like another example would be, Steve, is like the, um, like in baseball with pitchers, right? Pitchers like now only throw like five innings, like aces and stuff. Used to be like, you know what I mean? Like you, you're a big guy, used to go a complete game. He'd go seven innings or stuff. And they don't do that anymore because they will want to keep the pitch count down. Pitchers still get hurt. And if you speak to any like old time, old school pitcher, like, you know, Mark Gubas, I mean, this guy threw like, you know, 260 innings and stuff a year. Livion Hernandez and these guys. And they tell you like, like the harder you, like a lot of guys like Roger Clemens, uh, Doc Holliday, the late, you know, Roy, Roy Holiday, the great, late, great Roy Holiday. All those dudes, the old school dudes, Steve, they used to throw hard on off days and stuff, right? So like they so you baby these pitchers and end up getting hurt anyways. Like when everything is driven by money now. So there's let's I hate to say it, but it sounds cliche, but it's true. Money is ruining sports in that sense. You you know what's ironic about the the WBC as well is you know you can make a case what spring training the pitchers have to be more careful with their arms than the hitters, but they actually had pitch counts in the rules of play. You couldn't throw more than eighty five in a qualifying round, sixty five in a first round, and then you had a minimum yeah. four days rest if you threw fifty or more, and a minimum one day if you threw thirty or more. So if anything, it's almost safer for the pitchers to be playing in this. So there's really no excuse. And that's what disappointed me about the overall concept, especially at least from the American side. That's what disappointed me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's no there's no doubt. Because, no, it is. It's, it, every other country's aces pitch, Steve. Julio Arias, big Dodger star, right? He pitched for Mexico. Um, Otani pitched. Yu Darvish pitched for Japan. Otani pitched. Uh, Alcantara won the freaking Cy Young last year. He pitched. So, you know. There were a couple of Dominican guys that didn't, but they were injured. One of them, like Clayton Kershaw wanted to play, Steve. We've talked about him a lot. Clayton Kershaw wanted to pitch. He was on the team. He couldn't get insurance. They couldn't, like, they, you know what I mean? Like, you have to pay for your own insurance for this. You know what I mean? Like, they're not paying for you. So, like, they'll pay part of it, whatever. Like, he had a pre-existing condition. Like, he's too old and injured. They didn't want to insure him. <laughs> I've got to cut to the chase. Like, no, they're like a pre-existing. They told him, listen. It was too much like a playoff game. (laughs) Yeah, well, they told him there's a good chance you could get hurt. They're thinking, well, this guy could get hurt, actually, and then we're going to owe him $24 million or whatever, right? Insurance don't want to do that. It was too much like a playoff game. Now you're upset at me, Merrill. Now we're going to go to a break. (laughs) This is Sports Rage. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All 
all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Continues. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabriel Morenci, Sirius XM Channel 159, Sports Grid Radio Networks. We're kicking it with Steve Merrill uh, right now. Wagertalk.com. Let's get into the Sweet 16 uh, right now. Let's start off with Michigan State and uh, Kansas State. Michigan State are minus one and a half point favorites right now, Steve, at FanDuel. The total is 137 and a half. And I brought this up earlier in the week about Kansas State not getting any respect ever. And you know, we saw that last week against Kentucky. You know, in K-State are a legitimate three seed. They beat the Kansas Jayhawks this year. They beat the Texas Longhorns this year. They beat the Baylor Bears twice uh, this year. They are a very good basketball team, yet they were three-point underdogs against the sixth seed in the Kentucky Wildcats. Now we have a seven seed who are favorites over a three seed, Steve. Yeah, I mean, obviously, Kentucky had a lot of upside. You know, they were kind of that North Carolina this season's tournament, you know, had underachieved during the season, was dangerous. I could understand that, but... Michigan State's not a team a lot of people were feeling good about, and they pull, I guess you could say, an upset of a two-seed Marquette, who I think was one of the weaker two-seeds as well. And, yeah, not only is Kansas State a dog here, but it looks like the public is actually backing them. So I think that was some early sharp money on Michigan State. So I think we have a little bit of a sharp square divide from what I've been looking at so far. Michigan State sharp, a little bit of public on Kansas State. I think it could be the Tom Izzo factor, and I get it. I think K-State are the better basketball team, Steve. I think K-State legitimately can make it to the Final Four and get through this weekend, actually. Well, I think they're definitely, you can make an argument, the better team. That's why they're a three seed, right? You know, it's the overall body of work. And if you look at the power rankings and the overall well, Better metrics, conference, better record, better conference, yeah. better everything. It, it's interesting. If you look at the Ken Ponds, they're 21st. Michigan State's 24th. So in that regard, you know, obviously yeah. K-State was overseeded. But um, the difference for me, Gabe, is defense. You think of Izzo and defense, but K-State actually has the best defense on the court. But they play very fast. Michigan State plays very slow. Um, Michigan State's the second slowest team remaining after Houston, who's extremely slow. Um, so whoever dictates the tempo will probably win this one. Yeah, you know what, though? Michigan State, uh, they do and they don't, Steve, as we saw. And that's what's challenging. And it throws teams off, actually. Michigan State pushed the ball up the court immediately all the time. But if it's not there, they'll slow it down. Right. But they do push the ball quickly. And they will take the basket if it's there. But they will slow it down after. But they do. And the only reason I bring this up by chance is I got dialed in when the analyst, former coach, was talking about that, about how you wouldn't think of Michigan State as pushing the ball. But he goes, they actually do. Izzo tells them, push the ball, push the ball, push the ball. But if it's not there, then let's reset. Right. So what do you think about that total of 137 and a half? Yeah, well, that's what I was going to say. We have seen it rise a little bit. It opened 136 yeah, and a half. I think it's a sneaky over this game. Actually, yeah, and, then, and that's there. the thing. Is you know Kansas State wants to play fast, so it's always a question, you know, who wins out. Normally the slow team can slow down the fast team, but like you said, Michigan State's not your typical slow team. So if Kansas State wants to push it, Michigan State very well might follow along. What do you think of the number with UConn length three and a half? UConn, I, like, I have a future on UConn, actually. 22 to 1. 22 to one to cut down the nets on UConn. What do you think of UConn and Arkansas? Three and a half right now. Well, these were two teams that I thought were both underseeded. And obviously, you know, their power rating's gone up a little bit. But UConn, I think, was sixth last week in the Ken Palms. They're fourth right now. And that's not a four seed. They're fourth overall, which would be a one seed. 
And then you look at Arkansas, they're 18th overall, which would be like a four or five seed. So uh, these are two dangerous teams, but UConn is one of only three teams in the country, Gabe, that are top 15, both offense and defensive efficiency, Houston and Texas, not even Alabama. Alabama's 18th in offense. So this is a really dangerous four seed in Connecticut. You're damn right they are. And how about this, Steve? The UConn Huskies have made the final four five times. They've won the championship four of the five times. <laughs> it's pretty impressive, huh? Yeah, if you look at all those teams that have won it the last 20 years, it's like, you know, Kentucky, ne- Kansas, and all that yeah. stuff. But then you see UConn yeah, pop yeah. in there more than And they're realize. never the ones that are supposed to win when they win either, Steve. They're always the same type of team Correct. they are now, right around that three seed. Four, they're not the four seed. I think once they were a seven, actually. But exactly, I know the Mark Lawrence formula and the recipe and all that. UConn are the outlier, like every six years type of thing. What's tricky about Arkansas, though, is that they have a lot of athleticism. They got some NBA talent, but they do not shoot the ball well. They're one of the worst three-point shooting teams yeah, in the country. Yeah, yeah. They don't rely heavily on that. They went on effort and athleticism. You know, right? so, backs and stuff, yeah. Well, but they do have a good three-point defense, and Connecticut takes a high amount of threes. So, you know, I hate to say it, but it's like an NFL game. If you can predict turnovers, it's the same thing with college hoops. You would think Connecticut's going to make more threes by default, but uh, you just never know. It just doesn't always play out that way. What do you think of Florida Atlantic and uh, Tennessee? Tennessee were very impressive over the weekend. People always are waiting for Rick Barnes to collapse. And me, I'm not I'm not an anti-Rick Barnes guy, but I'm more just like, yeah, the balls are athletic, but they'll, you know, they'll beat themselves. They don't shoot the ball very well. But I gotta tell you, the uh, and Kamu and Kankamu, whatever, uh, my apologies. Um Number 13, I think he was, man. He, he was like on fire, Steve, like throwing lasers. From right. So I don't know if he can do that again, but uh, FAU, nice win against Memphis. I was on him against Memphis. And then I took FDU plus the points last week because I didn't think Florida Atlantic should be laying that many points. So I am on a nice little 2-0 run here. I like Tennessee in this game. I think it's out of the line for Florida Atlantic, even though I know FAU are good. Yeah, FAU is actually the better offensive team. I mean, Tennessee's problem at times been offense. They lose the point guard earlier. That's why people kind of wrote them off. Another team you could definitely say is underseeded as a four seed. They're sixth overall in the power ready at Kempom. That's a two seed. And they're the number one defense in the country. The problem is that they're only number 60 in offense. Florida Atlantic, 29th and 35th. So they're a very balanced attack. Uh, Tennessee got it done against Duke with defense. Tennessee, keep in mind, only shot 40% of that game. But they held Duke to 52 points, so they're going to have to have a low-scoring game again, I think. We've got a rematch of Gonzaga and UCLA. Don't tell me the committee didn't set this up, right? The way, like, oh, it's accidental, (laughs) random. Um, So, yeah, Gonzaga and UCLA play each other. Gonzaga won last time, Steve, of course, on the buzzer beater, the half-court prayer in the final four. UCLA aren't 100%, but they're they're still the two-and-a-half-point favorites here. What do you think of this one? Yeah, definitely the best game we've had in the tournament. It might be one of the best games we have the entire tournament, and uh, it'll be a good one on Thursday night. Uh, tempo, once again, jumps out to you here. You've got a slow UCLA team against a fast Gonzaga team, uh, the second most efficient defense. The only defense better is Tennessee, then you got UCLA second. Gonzaga, though, the number one offense in the country, but they're only 75th on defense, and I think that's going to be the difference here. UCLA just the more balanced team, especially if they can slow them down. Steve Merrill kick it with us. All right, Steve, uh, SDSU and Alabama, San Diego State get into the Sweet 16. Uh, now they get the Alabama Crimson Tide. We're just dialing things up. I think Alabama showed how good they were, Steve, when they scored, what, 96 points, and their star player didn't even score a single point, right? And then, he, and then Miller in the next game bounces back with 19 and 7. They're a damn good basketball team. I told people before the tournament, just because you don't want them to win or the media is going to be against them and all this doesn't mean that they're going to be stopped. They They embrace it. 
right? They, they've embraced the us against the world stuff. They know everyone hates them, and they don't care, right? So if they lose, it won't be because of any distractions. But, dude, they're going to the Final Four, Steve. They have a clear path to get there. Well, I think this is their toughest challenge because they're going to get the winner of, what, the Princeton-Creighton game, right? So, yeah, exactly. You exactly. know, I mean, this is the dangerous game. But the reason this one is dangerous is because, once again, tempo – San Diego State, you know, always plays very slow. And this year they were playing faster in November and December. But their tempo rating is like 262. It was 267 last year. And it was like 130 earlier in the season. So they're actually playing slower right now than they did last year overall. But they're much better offensively. Um, Alabama, even though they play fast, is very good defensively as well. Um, I think this game goes down to the wire, though. I think this is a dangerous spot for Alabama just based on the matchup. San Diego State also rebounds well with size. Alabama lives off the boards. That's one of the reasons they're so good offensively. And uh, by the way, Mountain West has never advanced. Joe Ranieri pointed that out to me today from the round of 16. But um, I think this is a tough matchup for Alabama. I like San Diego State plus the points. What do you think about the Princeton uh, Tigers, Ivy League champions? You know, some teams get to the Sweet 16. We'll get to Xavier in a moment where I have a point about Xavier, but you look at Princeton, man, they did it the old fashioned way, man. They earned it. You know what I'm saying? Like you beat Arizona, you beat Missouri, you beat, so you beat the two seed. Then you step up, you beat Missouri after an SEC team. Pretty impressive by Princeton. What do you think about getting double digits against Creighton here? They I are mean, my a very public game, dog, though. I'm seeing the kid, a lot of people like them. I'm seeing 71% out there at some point. Yeah, I mean, and I'll be, I can see why. Because as I say, my first instinct was, boy, that's a big number. Because this is not a bad Princeton team. They're top 100, both offense and defense adjusted, even for the weaker schedule. So they're a solid team. They're not a fluke. And to be honest, they're probably better than your typical 15 seed. Um, the problem, though, is Creighton's really good. And, you know, once again, we talked about Alabama, San Diego State. You know, if San Diego State gets by there, uh, Creighton obviously would have an easier matchup, although they play fast as well. Um, I don't see Creighton losing this game, but yeah, Princeton plus 10 does seem like a big number, but yeah, it does look kind of public as well. I think Creighton can get, I think Creighton and Alabama will play each other and Creighton can hang with Alabama. That's the one that, to me, that's the dangerous one. I think SDSU will hang, but won't have the offensive firepower right. over 40 minutes. So Xavier, Steven, listen, nice run for them. I think this number should be a little bit higher though. When you consider, I look at Xavier, and they got Kennesaw State. They beat them by five in the first game. Then you got a pit team that, you know, won through the play in there. You know, like I, you know, Princeton's runs more impressive. You know what I'm saying? It's like, okay, are Xavier really one of the top 16 teams in the country? I don't believe so, right? I think Texas is the play. I like the Longhorns this, in this game. Yeah, and it's not even how good is Xavier. It's just how good is Texas. Yeah, As I said yeah. earlier, you know, there's only three teams that are top 15, both offense and defensive efficiency, and Alabama's not even one of them. So Texas is one of the three. So that's how good Texas is. Uh, not a team you want to get in front of probably right now. And finally, in closing, Steve, we've got about a minute here. The uh, Houston Cougars. Houston Cougars. A couple of scary moments. There were scary moments uh, against against Auburn, but they showed when they when they turned, when they flicked that switch, man. It's super impressive. My new feeling now is I'm saying Alabama versus Houston in the championship game. I think the Cougs get through the Canes here, but do they cover the seven? Yeah, that was my championship game prediction when it started, but then nice. when they were hanging with Northern Kentucky, it didn't look oh, too yeah. good. They <laughs> pull away by 11, and like you said, Auburn's winning outright, and they win by 17. So they're a really good team. They're one of those three that are top 15. Uh, Miami of Florida is solid, but they're not in the same group. So that's your final, uh, Alabama versus Houston, huh? Yeah, and I'll be honest, with the banged-up Houston Cougars, I'm not feeling as great about it right now, but um, I still think, you know, overall this season, they've been as good as anybody. I think they might be getting a little healthier, though. I think they can fight through this. Well, the, the five, five days off yeah. here helps, too, also. Oh, yeah, yeah, you get these little mini, okay, just suck it up for a couple of days, and then you get another week off. Steve, always a pleasure. Thanks for the time. Thanks, Gabe.
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Don't ruin your appetites. I'm buying lunch for everybody on me. What's the occasion? I'm rich. I won my bets on the Rose Bowl, the Sugar Bowl, the Cotton Bowl, and I chunked it all on a hockey game, and I won that. All right, all right. How much did you win? 116 bucks. What a windfall. Yeah. Yeah, I still feel tingly. Countdown to the Sweet 16 is on. And we've got some great locations for this, don't we? Uh, Madison Square Garden, the world's most famous arena, where the Carolina Hurricanes were victorious tonight against the Rangers. And uh, they're playing in Vegas as well. I don't know how the hell I'm not going to be in. Why am I, like, how am I not there? How the hell am I not at the, 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 the NCAA tournament in Vegas? I got to be honest, it snuck up on me. I was so focused on the WBC. I was like, ah, I got to go to the WBC in Phoenix. And I went to, uh, you know, I'm going, I've got a couple of other events lined up. But to be honest with you, it will be cool. And I love Vegas. You know, I lived there a long time. But the problem with Vegas is now there's too many people, right? Vegas wasn't built for like three, four million people. There's too many people. And it's not, it's, I don't like it. In, in a sense of, I listen, I'm not against it. It's all, nothing's, it's fun. It's like a, right, it's like a, um, it's like a sports bar mitzvah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like every man's rite of passage to go to Vegas for the NCAA tournament and get lit up, right? The Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, the first. Like, you, you don't even go to the games. But now the games are there. It's crazy. So now you throw that in, 
I'm just stating like they jack up the hotel rooms, the sports books are all full, there's lineups everywhere, you know, for drinks. It's just, you know, it's just sort of annoying. If you're into it's like New Year's Eve. Do you know what I mean? I don't mind it every now and then, crowds, and I say this as I'm going to an F1 race in Montreal. And it's crazy because I've covered a lot of F1 races in Montreal. And it's a it's a serious circus. All right. Like we're talking, there's like 250,000 people on this little island. Montreal itself is an island, but then there's like another island. They literally made it. Like it's man-made. It's this man-made island. And there's an amusement park and a racetrack, an F1 track. It's pretty cool. They have concerts there. But you have like 250,000 people or whatever on a mini little island. <laughs> so <laughs> so uh, you're there for a while. It's not easy to get in and out. You know what I'm saying? They have a casino there on the island too. As I've stated before, it's never a good idea to have a casino on an island with bridges. I don't want to be, uh, <laughs> this one, it's always like, I always stop before I tell, but so yeah, they have a bridge. There's a casino and there's a bridge. There's like two bridges, right? There's a few little bridges on the way out. There's like a main driving bridge, but there's sort of like another little bridge off to the side and stuff, but Put it this way, they had to build like a serious fence, man. Like a lot of people jump. A lot of people were jumping. I know because I you know, I was there all the time. and um, But I, I knew people that worked there. I knew dealers and stuff. And they told me, they said, you know how you know? Because it was like, they said, man, they, someone told me, they said, dude, there's like three to five jumpers a week, bro. He goes, they, no one knows, right? But he goes, there's like three to five jumpers a week. <laughs> I said, uh, I said, how do you know if it's all dark and stuff? Like, right, you know what I mean? And like, you know, because, you know, you find them in the water or whatever. But I was like, how do you know? And he told me point blank. He goes, they're cars. He goes, you know, do the math. <laughs> like, he's like, the car's in the parking lot. They're not. What do you think happened? And I was like, I told him, I said, well, I told people, like, it's not a good idea to have a casino next to a freaking bridge. You think it's going to, like, you know what I mean? There's a reason why when you go to Vegas, they don't have balconies and your window doesn't open. There's a reason for that, which it really upsets me personally. Because I'm not going to jump off. I I've, I've, I've lose money all the time. So, like, I don't have to, I'm not going to jump off any balcony. Like, uh, it, it's always bothered me that in Vegas. Got to go outside, ooh, right? I don't know, get a damn balcony, you know what I mean? You can get a balcony suite in Vegas, but only in the really, really, really nice places where they trust you not to jump off the balcony. <laughs> casinos, casinos and balconies are bad. But it was bad. So, like, yeah, they had three to five jumpers. Uh, other people, like, would, would off themselves in bathroom stalls and stuff, but... They would just put up like a like a mop sign like type thing like hey the area is closed for a minute <laughs> and it got so much that they actually had to get a cooler. They basically like they put a morgue in the basement because they didn't want it was too much. Like like I said, this is like the life of a like, you know what I mean. Stay away from those things. <laughs> Bet on sports only. Like, there were so many deaths around the place and, and in it, etc. 
it looks bad. You can't have like ambulances pulling up every minute, right? And like hearses and stuff like that. Oh, here, look, the corners here. <laughs> like so, long story short, they basically made a little mini corners office for legal purposes. Like, so they were like, okay, listen, let's just bring it down into the basement here. No one will see. And then we'll go out the back. You know what I mean? They had they like it's bad when you have to devise a plan for people that are offering themselves on your property. It's like, listen, looks bad. So we've got to, we've got to come up with a plan. So like people don't see this. Uh, well, welcome to the real world kid. So yeah, Vegas, Vegas is going to be off the hook this week, man. Wow. Vegas is always off the hook. So if you got the F1 going to Vegas and listen, so as I said, I, 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 I've covered the F1. Right, I covered the F1. I used to cover it like, um, like it was like weekly thing. Like we've, I used to have motorsport shows and stuff like that. So, but I've been to that track. I know it like the back of my hand and stuff like that. But I've always gotten in for free. This is the first time I'm paying. I've always gotten in. I've never paid to get in to that track before, and I've seen a lot of stuff there. <laughs> uh, like I, I had the press pass and stuff. It was pretty cool too. They really hook you up. The food is great, but you get, like, your own, like, private box. They have, like, these, they have these, like, big sort of, like, uh, mini suites. They're not nice inside. They're just sort of, like, all wood and stuff. But, like, you have a great view of the race and stuff like that. Or you can sit in, you have a choice, like, if you with that. You can sit, like, sort of on the track in this sort of box that, like, around one of the hairpins. Um, or you can sit in, like, a media tent that's air-conditioned and has the... Uh, has it all on the screen but they have like the modern numbers now and all that i don't i don't do the uh but i don't i'm not big on press boxes now i'll do it like you know for the super bowl like you know what i mean like for like media row and stuff like that but like if i'm gonna go to a game i like to go to a game as a fan i don't want to go to a game and be all uptight and sit with a bunch of jackass media types yeah i'm not i'm not down with that <laughs> so um so yeah it's been a while and i'm really into f1 again and um yeah i'm really down even though verstappen and red bull dominate this stuff now so much but I, i'm a red bull fan and i'm making money off it so but um yeah i'm gonna go to montreal for uh for for the entire like uh, deal and stuff i'm not going i'm not gonna go all three days to the track Going all three days to the track would be a little excessive. I'm just, I'm going to go to the final on Sunday. Like, I'll go to the race. Because you got the practice on Friday, the qualifying on Saturday, and then the, the actual race on Sunday. I'll go to the actual race on Sunday, but I'll spend the weekend there and stuff. I might host a live event and stuff. That's going to sneak up on us. That's mid-June. I'm just sort of thinking. The Dodgers and Yankees are playing. Dodgers Yankees is always special. So Dodgers Yankees are playing. It's like June 1st through 3rd or 4th or whatever at uh, Chavez Ravine Dodger Stadium. We'll be there for that. We got F1. But other than that, it's kind of, you know, it's kind of light. I always like to have a bunch of things sort of like, oh, yeah, and that. And then, oh, yeah, you know. MLS, we're going to go some MLS games. And, you know, if the uh, the Phoenix Suns. I was thinking if the Phoenix Suns like make the NBA Finals and stuff, I'll, I might go to the NBA Finals in Phoenix. 
I'm a fan of Phoenix. It's close. It's easy for me. You know what I mean? And I like it. And um, I like it. Right? You got FanDuel as a sports book right in the arena where the Suns play. The Arizona Diamondback Stadium is right, right down the street, like two blocks over. There's a lot to like about it. So we're back at it with the Sweet 16 on uh, on Thursday. Mi- Michigan State and Kansas State. Tough game. I you know, I don't know. I, I think Kansas State should be the ones. It should be like two and a half, three and a half point I two and a half point favorites. Canada, that's what I do. K-State don't get respect. They just they're one of those teams that they don't get respect from the public. They fly under the radar. And um you know, Tom Izzo's like got a brand name. People didn't believe in Michigan State, but now they do. But I think they're going to be a day late and a dollar short. K-State win a close one. The game goes over the number. UConn are going to beat Arkansas. Although this is going to be a really close game. I've got a piece of UConn on the future market here, 22-1. to 1. I think UConn win, but I think it'll be really close. I think Tennessee are going to overwhelm Florida Atlantic. I like UCLA to beat Gonzaga. I like Alabama over SDSU. I think Alabama will cover. Houston and Miami. I think Houston probably cover, but it wouldn't shock me if they won by six or something or seven, but they probably cover. And I tell you what, I'm kicking myself on this one because Texas were three and a half at one point. They're four and a half now, and you got uh, Creighton and Princeton. So for me personally... Like what are the best bets here? Like, all right, what's the best one? Look, I put a five hundred. I didn't. I already had Japan on the future market to win the WBC, but I didn't want to hedge because I don't like taking two bets that can one of them's going to lose. So I took USA plus one and a half money line parlayed with uh, Alabama. So now I put a nickel on it too. So now I got like nine hundred bucks on Alabama or whatever money line. So I don't really need to mess with that game. But I think they're going to win. Like, I'm, I'm just thinking like, all right, what's that one smash it? All right, that's the game. I think Florida Atlantic, as good as their record are, I think Tennessee are going to beat them down. Not in a route, but they'll do what they did to Duke. Right? They just, they just sort of wear you out. They bump you. They tackle you. Like they play like football, basketball, hockey. You know what I mean? They're very physical. FAU, I think, will get – I think the moment will catch up to FAU. Madison Square Garden, I think the moment catches up to them. This is where, where, where reality kicks in. And then Tennessee just sort of beat them down as the game goes on. Tennessee win like 62 to 54 or something like that. Man, I'm going through WBC withdrawals. This is Sports Rage. Oh, Tony! Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and... Producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. 
See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Excellent stuff tonight. Great job by uh, Matias. Thanks to all of our guests. Steve Merrill, Andrew McInnes, the great Jamie Eisenberg from CBS Sports. Great stuff. Talk a little NFL football with Jamie. All right, uh, tomorrow Cam Stewart's going to be on. We've got the match play. You've got golf coming up, actually. Let me throw a couple of picks at you. I'm not like, uh, I don't profess to be um, a golf guru. But I win every now and then. <laughs> I win every now and then. But uh, as far as this match play, it's cool. It's a cool format. Uh, I, you know, the whole thing is, I'm not going to lie to you. Like, uh, this guy's playing him, and after he faces him and that, and this bracket and this, it's like a bracket thing, right? So uh, people, all the golf guys. We had some good golf guys on the show, though, tonight. Cam Stewart, Dubsy, and uh, Steve Hennessy from the Golf Digest. Golf Digest. So it's super, you know, we, 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 we do a good job talking golf every week on the show, on the TV show, and every Wednesday here. Cam will be on tomorrow. We'll do some in-game stuff, like preset the odds and stuff like that. But my picks to win, I'm going with three guys here, all right? I'm going with Max Homa. He was 20-1, to 1, but it's come down. Let me get the updated numbers here. Yeah, so Max Homa. Xander Shoffley. So Max Homa now at FanDuel is 16 to 1. Max Homa 16 to 1. Xander Shoffley 22 to 1. And Adam Hadwin 80 to 1. Those are my three picks for the WGC Dell match play. Max Homa 16 to 1. Xander Shoffley 22 to 1. Adam Hadwin, 80 to 1. Little sprinkle on uh, Hadwin as a long shot. You know, Homa, I got a feeling Homa's in the mix here. Homa's been good to me as well. I've won with him this year. But my guy is Xander Shoffley. That's sort of the guy that, you know, those are my three picks. If I had to pick one guy, I'm going with Xander Shoffley. Other than that, you're on your own. Later. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. 
Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.